the ministry of Bishop Eddie Fabin edifies, comforts, and exhorts as God confirms his word with accompanying miracles, signs, and wonders. Bishop Eddie Fabin is a pastor with the United Denominations originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches and currently pastors the Catch the Anointing Center in Oboise. His weekly Sunday services, Monday 11th hour prayers and the Friday prophetic turning point services are streamed live on Facebook and have blessed many lives. He's also a seasoned counselor God uses immensely to repair shattered relationships. You are about to experience the manifest presence of God. Now here's Bishop Eddie Fabian. Let's pray. Father, we want to thank you so much for today. We thank you for this opportunity to come into your presence. We speak, O oh God, your special grace over our lives. We ask, O oh God, that you touch every life. I pray that no one will live here the same. Minister to us through your spirit. We thank you. We bless you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless you. Please be seated. What's happening to my screen? It's not working. Not working. Right. How many were invited to church today? Somebody invited you to church today. Can you give me a wave of your hand? Somebody invited you to church. Oh, please put your hands together. So beautiful. So beautiful. We are so grateful to God for all these lives. And um, we believe that there are many more that are on their way. Amen. I want to remind all of us that after a certain time, when you come for the service, we will not allow you to come in. Yeah. Especially campus people. Try and come early, please. So, um, we can really have the service and um, go through. So, please, uh, whoever is supposed to see to it. Let's do that. Amen. Amen. This morning, I want you to turn with me to Revelation chapter 20. I believe that we have been invited to a very special meeting. We call it the great invitation. Yeah. Young man, sit well and say, yeah, why? <laughs> I say, <laughs> yeah, you know, I believe that when somebody invites you to a special program, it's because the person loves you. And so today, God has something special for us. Revelation chapter 20. I'm reading from verse 10 to verse 15. I'm preaching from Bishop Dag's book. How you can preach salvation. This is chapter 19. Now, it says that, And the devil that deceived them was cast into the lake of fire and brimstone where the beasts and the false prophets are and shall be tormented day and night forever and ever and I saw a great white throne and him that sat on it from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away and there was found no place for them 
and I saw the dead, small and great, stand before God. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the books, according to their works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. And death and hell delivered up the dead which were in them. And they were judged every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. And whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. You want to summarize it? <laughs> All right. Okay. So today I'm preaching on why you must not perish in the lake of fire. Why you must not perish in the lake of fire. Hallelujah. Amen. Now we see the scripture where the Bible says that the devil was deceived. Uh, he deceived many people and was cast into the lake of fire. The lake of fire, God did not create it for you and I. He created it for the devil and all his followers. And so the Bible says that the devil and the beasts and the false prophets were all thrown into the lake of fire. And then, not only that, but the Bible says that there was also a very beautiful picture of a throne. That God Almighty was sitting on the throne. And the Bible says that before him, was open a book called the book of life. The Bible says that all those that were dead in the sea, on the earth, wherever, everything gave up the dead. And the Bible says that God looked through the books and anybody whose name was not found in the book was cast into the lake of fire. Every one of you must make up your mind after this service that your name must be in that book. Don't leave this service without having your name in the book of life. A lot of people can't believe it. We have our names in the church register. And we feel that that is all. But the church register really doesn't mean anything. The fact that your name is in the church register doesn't mean that you are making it to heaven. Yeah. You see, there are a lot of people they will argue with you. My name is in the register. My name is in the register. But it's not about your name just being in the church register. It's good. 
We, we, we need the records. One day when you die, it will also be good to know that you were a member of the church. But there is a book that you must be more interested in. Am I talking to somebody? Yeah. There is a book. Somebody said there is a book. There is a book. That you must be more interested in. To see your name in there. Yeah, your name is in the old students association books. Your name is on the the page of your old mates, whatever, go or bombing association. But is your name in the book of life? Is your name in the book of life? On that day when we are marking the register and God is marking the register and when he opens will your name be there? This whole service is just preparing you to help you to make sure that your name is in that book. Hallelujah. Amen. You know when um, they, they manufactured the Titanic Titanic was a very big ship. Actually, it was a true story, but they just made a movie out of it. So, what, what if you've watched that film? How many have watched that film before? Titanic. Okay, if you haven't watched it before, try and watch it. Because it's a true story. They said that they wanted to make a special ship that has never been made before. And in fact, when they created the thing, when they did it, somebody, I think the engineer, got up and said, this ship that we have made, even God cannot sink it. Wow. People can talk big old. But before they set out, they invited everybody to come. Test, test uh, sailing. Everybody should come and be a part of it. Everybody is invited. And when you were coming, they made you feel a laborious form. They ask you your name. Your, your, your family name. Uh, your occupation. How old you were. Um, your background, your educational background. I mean, so many questions they were asking. About 20 questions that you have to answer. Now, when they finished, everybody sat on the ship and they were going. And they were enjoying the water. And they were moving. moving. Now, the ship that they said it will never sink. The only thing the ship did when he moved was to sink. As they were moving, they went to hit some rock, ice. That was there. It has become a rock. And the ship went to hit it. They didn't see and then some part of it got broken and water started coming in and that was the end of the ship 
A lot of people died. I mean, just a few people were saved. When they finished, they went to paste the thing. I think it was moving from England to America also. America to England. America. So they just went to paste uh, uh, two sheets. When they were going, it mattered so many things that they were asking. Now, but when they are, when this thing happened, there were only two sheets that were important. One was lost, and the other one is found. That's it. So when they come, family members will come to the place, and they will come and check. They are family members. Whether they were on the lost list or the found list. Beloved, at the end of the day, when we leave this earth, only these two things that matter. Whether you are part of the people who are found or those who are lost, those that are in the book of life are the people who are going to make it to heaven. Those who are not are going into the lake of fire. You should not go into the lake of fire. God has made enough preparation for you and I. This invitation that you have been given to come here is one of God's preparations to deliver you from going to hell. Hell is not a good place. You are too nice to go to hell. I say you are too nice to go to hell. Look at your neighbor and tell your neighbor. Even though you are wearing a mask. I can see. That you are too nice. You are too pretty. You are too beautiful. To go to hell. Wow. wow. Yeah. That is why we have invited and you here. Because the way you are, the devil cannot get you mpo. Yeah. Mpo is a Greek word. Yeah. Mpo. <laughs> Tell somebody the devil should not be able to get you mpo. You're too nice. You know, one day, a pastor had a vision. The Lord took him and went to show him hell. He, he said that he, he is not serious about the messages he is preaching. He is preaching all sorts of things. When souls are perishing in hell. So he took him to hell. There was another lady like that called Mary Baxter. She also had a vision that Jesus took her to hell. He said because people don't preach the message well, they don't understand the message. And took her to hell. In fact, when she described, she said there are different departments of hell. It's just like you see the body. There, there is the head of hell. There's the hand of hell. There's the leg of hell. There's the stomach of hell. And 
and some of the places, very bad people are taken to that place. You see, sometimes people say that, oh, how can a good God create a place like that? Let me ask you a question. Even as human beings, we have created a place for people we don't want. The prison. And we have sent them there. Because we don't want them in society. They are thieves. Arm robbers. Murderers. All sorts of people. They should not be part of us. And many of you will just say, Take him. Arrest him. If as human beings we can create a place like this, how much more God? Can God also create a place to put the people he doesn't want to be with him? Yeah, God can. That is why he has created that. When the man went to hell, he saw his roommates when they were in school. University. Roommates, I tell you. See, because one of the things, I mean, when I, I, I think of this story, I also rem remember my own roommates when we were in school. I remember I spoke to him several times to give his life to Christ. I mean, he was just bent on doing all that. The next time I heard he was dead. You know, I, I don't know where he is. I pray that maybe he changed before. But it's, it's, I mean, even the circumstances under which he died, when I, I heard the story, I said, no, I don't think that he, he changed. Yeah. But he said, in hell, as he was moving, Jesus was taking him round. And he saw this his friend. In hell, screaming. So when he saw him, he said, Ah, hey, isn't that Osumesi? Somebody said, Osumesi. Osumesi. And he said, Ah, it's him. Ah, he says, so he said, Ah, what are you doing here? And he said, I died on Friday because the pastor, it was a Sunday after he had preached in the evening. And then Jesus appeared to him and took him to him. So the man said, I died in a car accident on Friday. So he said, two days ago, and I died. And I, came I mean, the whole thing was but the vision, everything just, and then he came out of the vision. So he said, It's not possible. So he said the following day he would call his mother because the friend was where the mother was. So when he called his mother, he said, Mama, how are you? How are you? He said, I'm fine. And so he was just about to ask him about the gentleman. And then his mother said, Ah, I should have told you this long ago. 
your roommate. He had a car accident on Friday. And he died. The guy almost collapsed. He said, hey, the thing he saw, it was true. Because people feel that when somebody dies, that's the end. No. In fact, you are more alive after death than even when you are living. More alive. Sometimes you hear people say, oh, you are NASA. It is not true that when you die, it is over. It is now beginning. So the question is, where will you be living the rest of your life, which is even longer than this life. Some of us are so comfortable in this life that we don't even think about the life after. It's like a baby that is in the mother's womb. The baby is so comfortable in the mother's womb because it is carried around. It is shielded from all things. So the baby prefers to be there. It looks nice. It looks okay. But I tell you, there is a better life outside the stomach. Better life. But the baby doesn't know. He doesn't know that it can actually stretch his legs. It can stretch his hands. It can actually grow bigger. It can actually walk around. The baby doesn't know. So he's enjoying the mother's stomach. But if the baby should come out, the baby will see that there's a better life. Beloved, there's a better life in heaven than this life. And it's far longer than this life. Far better. Decide that you rather make it to heaven and not to hell. This man's story brings an awakening to all of us. So how does hell look like? And I'm going to finish in the next five minutes. Number one. Hell. Thank you, Holy Spirit. You must not perish in hell because hell is a vast lake of burning brimstone. Burning brimstone or sulfur. Yeah. You know, it's amazing that people cannot imagine that there can be a lake that, that is just fire. You know, the volcano is something that should give us a picture of how hell looks. Like. On the, I think, 21st of March, can you start from the beginning? There, 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 there was a volcano somewhere. And people were standing there and they were watching. As the liquid fire 
was just coming from the from the from the mountain if you put you know if you haven't no seen a, a, you, don't, you want to picture how hell looks like look, look at this thing look at fire and it's like liquid this is how hell is like and even worse because the way these bulls are standing by it I don't think that the hellfire you can stand by it like this and the hellfire they are not standing by it you are in it That is it. That is it. This is what God wants to save you from. It's like a whole sea. But it's fire. And the thing about it is that the fire is never quenched. The fire keeps burning and 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 burning. Forever and ever and ever and ever and ever. Here we have time. We talk about time. But in eternity, there's nothing like time. There's no time. Your life is there like that forever. And that is what God is delivering you from. You are too nice to go into this thing. How many of you would like to be in this fire? How many? Nobody. See, because if you don't understand it, you will live your life anyhow. Because in another sense, you are saying, I want to be in it. Number two, you must not perish in hell because it is a place of sorrows. Second Samuel chapter 22 and verse 6. You know, when we are singing about heaven, there's a song we sing. Soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. Soon and very soon, we are going to Soon and very soon, we are going to see the king. Hallelujah, hallelujah, we are going to see the king. Then we say, no more sorrow there. We are going to see. It's one of the things that will be distinctly different in heaven. There will be no more sorrow. Why live in sorrow on this earth? And go and live in sorrow. I heard somebody say, I cannot live in hell and die and go to hell. (laughs) So your whole life already now is like hell. When you die, you're going. He said, the sorrows of hell compassed me about and the snares of death prevented me. 
There is something called the sorrows of hell. There are people there. The Bible says that there's wailing and gnashing of teeth. And it's constant. It goes on forever and ever. Don't go to hell. Tell your neighbor, don't go to hell. Don't go to hell. Number three, you must not perish in hell because it is a place where you never die and where the suffering doesn't end. Revelation 9 verse 6, he said, and in those days shall men seek death and they shall not find it. And they shall desire to die. And death shall flee from them. Tell the brother to sit up and wait very soon. Are you okay? Maybe I find. Listen. It's a place that you will wish that you would die. But the thing is that you're already dead. So what dying again are you going to die? Something will be happening to you is too much. Too much. I want to die. You see sometimes you see people walking around saying, hey, I want to die. I want to die. I am I'm tired. You, you haven't seen something. What you are going through on this earth, it's, it's nothing. No. So stop saying you want to die. Tell your neighbor, please stop saying you want to die. Because what you have here is far better. As compared to hell. Your life is better. Oh. Tell somebody your life is far better. Your life is far better. You are not telling anybody. There's a lady sitting behind. Nobody's talking to her. She's also not talking to her. You see, that's how we do it. You see that people, then, you are left out of the preaching. Talk to somebody. Look around for somebody. Tell the person. Your life is far better. Your life is far better. Oh. Because maybe somebody needs to hear it. They are thinking that their life is bad. So as you are telling the person, it will register. I don't know what you are going through. Maybe you are going through some very difficult times. But beloved, I came to tell you, whatever you are going through, maybe your husband has left you, maybe no job, maybe you don't have money, Maybe things are not working. I came to tell you, it's far better than hell. So don't die and go to hell. One day I was very sick, very sick. I said, This sickness is some way. And I remember my doctor went to do some tests. And then when they did the test, they brought the results. Then the doctor said to me, I have good news for you. 
I was wondering the way I was feeling. What, what good news again can you have for me? And he said, Oh, the good news is that what we were thinking was the sickness, that is not it. So it is good news. And I said, Ah. Now, I'm still feeling some way. You say, you see, the doctor is comparing another scenario to what I was going through. And she realized that what I was going through was far better than the other one that she thought it was. So many times, you may think that ah, what I'm going through is this. But listen, God is looking at hell. God is looking at all the things that are in hell and he's comparing it to what you are going through and he feels that what you are in is far better than that one. And that is why in this life you must look for God and look for Jesus. The Bible says that for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting you know one day abroad there was a certain man his wife was dying she was sick but the way she was suffering when a man looks at his wife he's feeling for her too much so one day he took a gun he said, she is struggling too much. Let me kill her so that it will all be over. So he took the gun and shot his wife. And killed her. So he said, now it's over. But <laughs> who said it is over? There is another life. Where is she going? If it is hell, it cannot be compared to the suffering that she was suffering. Now she's going to suffer even more. One of the things I love to do when I go to a hospital, I, I love to lead the people to Christ. Yeah. One day I was in the hospital, a certain elderly man, very old, he couldn't even speak. But I just spoke to him. I said, Daddy, Daddy, Dada. Can you hear me? He nodded. I said, that's good. That's good. I said, I'm going to pray with you. That you'll give your life to Jesus. He said, what he was saying, I couldn't even hear, but he was trying to do something. I said, say, Jesus. 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 I keep my life. He tried to do something. And I prayed with him and I left him. The following day, I heard the man had died. But you see, I realized that the best thing he needed at the time was the salvation that he had received. I was sure. His daughter thanked me several times for leading him. Because that is the most important thing. Number four, because my time is up. Hey. 
You must not perish in hell because it is a place worth giving up your eyes, your arms, and your legs in order to avoid it. It is a place worth giving up your eyes, your arms, and your legs in order to avoid it. Mm. Mark chapter 9. Hey. Verse 43. I'm just finishing. And if your hand offend you, 43, 43. Cut it off. It is better to for thee to enter into life maimed. Than having two hands and go to hell. This is Jesus talking. Into the fire that can never be quenched. That's 44. Where they are worm died not. There are worms. Have you seen worms in your baller before? They are worms in hell. They don't die. They will be there. You see, some will be coming out of your nose. Some out of your mouth. That's 45. If your foot offend you, cut it out. For it is better for you to enter hold into heaven mm. than to have your two legs and go to hell. Hey. Hey. 46. Where the worm dies. The way he's repeating the worm is like, <laughs> 47. If your eye offend you, Pluck it out. For it is better to enter the kingdom of God with one eye. Than to go to hell. With two eyes. What does he mean? There are some of us, there are some things you need to give them up. They are going to prevent you from going to heaven. One lady, when she came and heard the preaching like this, she realized that her boyfriend, she had to leave the boyfriend. And she realized that the boy must go. So she started crying. Oh, Johnny Cash. Oh, J Cash. Hey, Johnny. Hey, John D. Oh, John. But that day she cried Johnny out of her eyes. Cried Johnny out of her eyes. Why Johnny? When she got up. Sorry. She said, I'm okay. No more Johnny. Johnny, any hope you're going to heaven. Cut that boy off. 
cut that job that you are doing a job that they will sleep with you before you get the money it's not a good job a job that you are stealing cut it off cut it off it is better to go to heaven without that thing to go to hell. And if the thing is such like that you can cut your hand, you can cut your leg and even pluck your eye, then it means that, Charlie, there is nothing more important than whatever that you, you want to, you don't want to sacrifice so you go to hell. Number five, you must not perish in hell because you will be bound in chains forever. I'm not going to read it. Time. 2 Peter 2, 4. Number 6. You must not perish in hell because you will remain alive in the lake of fire. Finally. The lake of fire is constantly being expanded. Isaiah chapter 5, verse 14. As I close. The Bible says that, Therefore hell has enlarged herself and open her mouth wide without measure. And their glory and their multitude and their pomp are descending into it. Beloved, hell has realized that a lot of people are coming. Because people are not listening to the gospel. So now they are doing renovation. They are opening it up. Can you imagine? They are doing renovation in hell. Because they realize that more people are coming. And you see, the church, we are also not preaching the gospel. Thank you, Sister Josephine, for your song, Each One Rich One. But even today, many of us didn't invite anybody because we haven't understood about hell. Next week, we're going to invite again. We're going to invite again. We're going to invite till we see this place full. Because nobody deserves to go to hell. Beloved, if you are here, don't play with your life. Where is she going? Try and sit down, okay? We'll close very soon. But what did you say? Sorry, them there. Don't play with your life. You see a lot of people when they talk to them, they just one man he went abroad to go and work. He worked for many years and then all his money he bought diamond big that was all the money he got. And he sat on the ship. And he was coming. 
when he was coming on a ship, there was a little boy who was a juggler. Have you seen that thing before? Yeah. Can I get some mangoes, uh, oranges, or whatever? I don't know. And that thing they do. And they throw, then they catch. catch. Not knowing that man was also an experienced person in that thing. So he told the boy, give me the oranges. I can do it. Bring it to me. Me, I don't know how to do it, but I wish there was somebody who knows how to do it. Is there somebody here who knows that today? How come you have oranges here? What have you been doing with the oranges? You can try. Yeah, hey, so. so, the guy had about three or four balls. And, and people were clapping. How you are clapping? Yeah, we're clapping. The guy said, I can even add more balls. So, too many people account. Oh, they gave him more money. He wanted to do it. Again. Hey, people were very excited. Then the guy too became very excited. He told the people, "Wait, I'm coming." Then he went to his room. What did you go and do? He went to pick his diamond. His diamond. His diamond. A lot of dollars. Yes, he can be American dollar, And I was like, "Hey, was he? Hey." He said, I can use this one. He said, please, we beg you. This one there is a lot of money. It's your whole life. Please don't juggle with it. He said, oh, I will do it. I'm very experienced. And he took it. And he started throwing. People were... <laughs> A lot of thousands of dollars. And when the thing goes up, and the sunlight is on it, sparkling. Then at a point when he threw the thing like this, the ship went like this. So when he was going to catch the thing, it slipped and it fell and it tore. To the sea. Oh. 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 the years he went to spend abroad. Hard work. All the money he gathered. Just gone down. You see, we are all screaming like this. But many of us, that is what we are doing with our lives. Juggling. We are just waiting to see it just go down like yes. this. Then we'll say, oh, we'll say, ah. May this thing never happen to you. May you receive Jesus today. May you not die and go to hell. May you make it to heaven. Stand to your feet. To Jesus, I surrender all. To Him, I freely and I will. Ever 
heaven love and trust in me. His presence daily. Oh, I surrender all. Oh, I surrender all. Oh, 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 to thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender oh I surrender all I surrender all oh thank you Lord Jesus we surrender all we surrender all to you Jesus Savior, I surrender. Today, as every head is bowed and all eyes closed, I believe that God has spoken to all of us. I believe that God is speaking to somebody right now. Maybe you are there. Somebody invited you. Maybe you are watching us on Facebook. You are not saved. You are not born again. You know deep down in your heart. If you should die now. You will not go to heaven. Your name is not in the book of life. You are going to hell. But God doesn't want you to go to heaven. You want to say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want to be born again. If you are here like that, you want to surrender your life to Jesus. Wherever you are, lift up your right hand. I'll pray with you. God bless you. Let it go up. Let it go up above your head. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Don't look whether your neighbor is doing it. It's between you and God. Let it go up above your head. God bless you. God bless you. Today is a day of salvation. Don't wait till tomorrow. Tomorrow may be too late. You don't have tomorrow. You have today. Today, as you are alive, as I can see you, take this opportunity. Take this chance. Before it is too late. God bless you. I see your hands. I see many hands. If you have lifted up your hands. Please do one more thing for me. Move out of your seat. Stay with your hand lifted. Pick up your bag. Your Bible. Your book. Whatever you came to church with. And come to the front. Clap for them as they come. Clap for them as they come. Oh, I surrender. Oh, keep clapping. Keep clapping. Let them move to the back. Frank, let them go to the back. To thee, my blessed Savior, I surrender. 
Listen. Even at the airport, they give you another chance. When the plane is about to take off, and some people have not come, they make sure that everybody comes. Today, I want to do it one more time. If you are here, you are not saved. You are not born again. Say, Pastor, pray with me. I want to surrender my life to Jesus. I want you to lift up your hand. You are in the congregation. You haven't joined them. You want to join them. Lift up your right hand. And I'm going to pray with you quickly. Quickly, God bless you. God bless you. Come. 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 Don't wait till tomorrow. Come. It is never too late to give your life to Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. Those of you in front, lift up your two hands. It's a sign of surrender. And we're going to pray. Repeat after me. Say, Jesus. Jesus. Today. Today. I thank you. I thank you. For dying on the cross. For dying on the cross. To save me from my sins. To save me from my sins. Please forgive me. Please forgive me. All my sins. All my sins. Come into my heart. Come into my heart. Make me a new person. Make me a new person. Please write my name. Please write my name. In the Lamb's book of life. In the Lamb's book of life. From today. From today. I will serve you. I will serve you. I will follow you. I will follow you. For the rest of my days. For the rest of my days. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. For saving me. For saving me. Now let's pray in Jesus. So be we. So be we. We believe you have been exalted, edified, and comforted by the prophetic word. Call a WhatsApp plus two three three five nine one five two four five two two. That's plus two three three five nine one five two four five two two to speak to Prophet Eddie Faben. Prophet Faben would love to hear from you today and to stand with you in prayer. Eddie Faben is also on Facebook, so stay in touch. Until Prophet Eddie Faben comes your way again, run with a prophetic word.